0: Welcome to Tea with Culture. My name is Hind Mazena, and in this episode, I'm with Kurosh Nouri, founding director of Carbon 12 Gallery. Launched in Dubai with his business partner and wife, Nadine Notzer, in November 2008, the gallery represents regional and international artists with an active calendar of exhibitions and attendance in art fairs around the world. To discuss its milestone 10 years in Dubai, I sat with Kourosh to find out what does it take to run a contemporary art gallery, how he and Nadine work with artists and collectors and what they expect from them, and the overall development of the art scene in the UAE over the past decade. It is a very candid discussion, and there is a little bit of strong language in this conversation. Here it is. Hi, Kurosh. Uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I think it's something I've been wanting to uh, document officially, like, because I know off, uh, in the past we've had interesting discussions about the art scene and your gallery and collectors, and I'm hoping we have it kind of documented here for more people to listen to it. And I want to start off by saying congratulations on uh, your gallery turning 10 years in Dubai, <laughs> which I know years. I always feel anything that turns a decade in Dubai is an accomplishment. I mean, yeah,
1: because because look, Dubai is so dynamic. And By the way, uh, hi and uh, hello, ma'am, and thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's in a fast-paced place mm. like Dubai. 10 years is a lot. I mean, I'm sure in many cities around the world, you wouldn't be able to make as much as, at least I'm speaking for uh, for ourselves, as much as we did in 10 years, you know. Mm. So it's funny because uh insider joke is like, it feels like dog years. So I feel like we're here since like 25 years, you know. <laughs> like but it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretched yeah. out uh, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't, first of all, okay, it passed by like, uh, mm. uh, I mean, we didn't see time passing mm-hmm. by, you know, mm-hmm. which is a great mm-hmm. thing, you know. But at the same time, like when we look back, I mean, we'll talk about it in detail, but like we have done a lot.
0: So maybe let uh, start from the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. So you moved from Vienna. is that Yes. Correct? yes. Okay.
1: Basically, Nadine and I, a year before we, we, we moved here to open the gallery, actually, that was the initial plan. We spent a year planning it and the planning was from Vienna, you know. And, uh, and of course, you know, like we came several times before that to Dubai, like to, to feel the terrain and to see what's going on. And then, uh, we moved here February, 2018, and we opened Carbon 12's door in November 28th, 2008.
0: And what was, what was your, in like, why Dubai? And what, I mean, in Vienna, did you have a gallery space? No, or? no,
1: no. It, it was quite interesting because, because doing the gallery is one thing, of course, you need to research, you need to spend time, you know, there is an amount of reading and a, a huge amount of seeing and, and uh, looking at artworks firsthand and in person. But besides that, like, where to open a gallery? And I'm, I'm back in 2008, it was, uh, it was at that time we were planning it, there was no future financial meltdown. Remember, like in 2008, end of the year, Before we opened, we had like one of the biggest bankruptcies in the U.S. that led to one of the biggest credit crunch and the financial crisis since 1929, you know. So a lot of things ahead of us that we didn't know at that time were in a period of boom. Mm. Everything was booming. The art market was booming. Uh, Real estate, not only in Dubai, but Mm. internationally, you know. So we thought, okay, great. Best time of the world to open a gallery. Uh, That's what we thought, and uh, and the big question was, okay, how would you like to go strategically with the artists you want to represent? Because, uh, look, you don't open a gallery and then look for artists. You think about which kind of program you want to bring forward, and then you take the next step, you know. So this is not like which one came first, the egg or the chicken, you know. It's really if you have absolutely no concept of the type of practices you want to show. I mean, open something else. I mean, shoe shops and uh, <laughs> you know what yes. I mean. So, so basically, we had more or less this this feel of which kind of program we wanted to show. Of course, you know, it's never written in stone. You know, you evolve with that. But more or less, we knew which kind of program. And and for example, sadly enough, what kind of Back then, stopped us, and I'm very happy that it stopped us. Was uh, the Vienna art scene that we knew? Mm -hmm. It wasn't a nice atmosphere. You know what? You could feel like there is hierarchy. You could feel like there is uh, this collegial, this professional courtesy is not always there. You know, and it's an established art scene. You know, so it's uh, you don't come forward. um, You don't know how the big players are going to behave and so on. And uh, interestingly enough, we didn't feel that in Dubai, Dubai was at that time in 2008, I think there was only Isabel and, uh, and the third line. And, uh, and uh, that was also, I think the time that uh, Yasmin from Green Art took over the gallery from her mom, you know. So it's really like, we're talking about the, the really good galleries, you know. So, um, so the, the art scene here was really in the infancy. You know? So you can't really talk about the art scene with three galleries, you know, four galleries, you know.
0: That's true because I mean, like as you said, when you moved here, so in terms of kind of the the contemporary art gallery scene, yes, it was quite minimal. It was very slim pickings. Uh, you know, there was a time when exhibitions were like in uh, hotels or yeah. in these, you know, different locations. So it was just very and even worse.
1: You know, there was a time that exhibitions were. Uh, according to nationalities. Uh, that's I mean, it. you would say, "Oh, we have an Iranian show." What does it mean? We have actually, a uh, yeah. E- exactly. We have an African show. What does it mean? You know, uh, and I think this uh, this region needed this bigger conversation. Yes. That okay, great. Yeah, but guess what? Also, Iranian artists need to be compared uh, to and have uh, a reference to the German artists. artists. yeah, yeah. and I
0: think you're one of the first, in at least. Where I, because for a while yes it was like oh so it became this joke that, oh an Iranian artist and it's yeah, going to be like yeah. oh carpets and, yeah, and you know yeah. and it, we always kind of knew what we were going to expect and a gallery like yours felt slightly refreshing because it represented a slightly more international. I it. Like uh, I
1: like the slightly refreshing. <laughs> By the way, guys, it's on the record. She said we're slightly refreshing. <laughs> We will not assassinate her. <laughs> we're on the record. <laughs>
0: because at the time again he knew so I was being yeah. cautious or how to approach your gallery. And and it was okay, there's something new and different and like you said, comparing different artists and artworks and there should be dialogue and we're yeah. not kinda of in this one bubble where you only look at art. And, that, from and one this year. is and
1: this is what we wanted to do, you yeah. know? It it was about this like larger than us art world yes. at the international level. Because also, let's face it, okay, yes, it's a predominantly Muslim country, but we are from hundreds, oh, so ninety something nationalities. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So exactly. There, is no in, um, there is no point in just um, creating a system where we say, ah, sorry, I don't represent you, even though you're great, mm. because you're German. So we didn't, we didn't like the concept from the beginning, yeah. you know, but what we had in mind was obviously, and, and now you can see it, you know, like uh, almost we're, 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 we're in year 11 so the artists we're showing back in 2008 back in 2009 they all have evolved mm. so those are like artists with a serious body of work you have hundreds of documented artworks you know, and it's interesting to look at how we came forward and it's something that you should also know like two of the core artists of the gallery who are Austrian Philip Müller and Bernard Buhmann the two of them They have over 24 exhibitions under their belts Mm. in the United Arab Emirates. So these two guys have exhibited much more and at a, I would say, at a much, uh, much more relevant and professional level than some maybe Emirati artists, you know, because they came here, the career started there. They got their regular solo show. What we like to do is every two and a half years because that way the artist has enough room to breathe, to sit down, reflect, and evolve in his practice. So every two and a half years, they have the solo show. We have been doing curated group shows. They have been also exhibiting in other spaces sometimes in group shows because the scene is still very collaborative. There is a good atmosphere, you know? And then, there you go. You have two emerging, no. Back then, two aspiring artists who became worldwide, well-known emerging artists Launch from Dubai out
0: of Dubai yeah
1: so that's amazing and both of them are Austrian artists mm-hmm. so nothing to do with the classical Middle Eastern uh, cliche of oh let's go and start our career in Dubai you know yeah, what I mean which so, a lot of we, exactly know, we, we exactly let's, so, let's so let's I start. think I think taking those two artists as an example also puts things in a better perspective and in a better context because that also shows like okay This is what art is about. Yes. I think in retrospect, we came here with a very, very good program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, luck also counts Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the fact that everything melted down financially, Mm -hmm. this helped us to be very, very efficient. Mm -hmm. So we never understood what it means like opening a show and selling it out. But guess what? We did it. Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we didn't know what it means having an artist who has a genuine waiting list. Nothing of <laughs> such. Nothing positive was, was for us given. You know what I mean? So we came here not even thinking of who the hell are we going to sell those artists to, you know? So it was really, the, the, the I think I think our luck was that we really believed in what we were doing. And uh, we were also—I mean, look—in every business, from now the multi-trillion-dollar businesses up to uh, small things, there is a there is a percentage of luck playing for you. And I think our luck was the fact that we discovered those artists, we brought them under the same roof, and within the same platform, we launched them. You know, so Korus and Nadine, who are at the beginning totally not knowing commercially what's going to happen ended up having a very sustainable program not only for themselves but especially for artists i, I think like <laughs> i'm touching wood i think uh, some of our artists are doing significantly better than than us mm. personally mm. which is which is amazing that's that's our job that's why we're a commercial gallery but again in retrospect i think what saved our ass and please uh, do not edit that. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave it as it is. You know, what really saved our ass was the fact that this program was so rich and so interesting. And with time, uh, we benefited from, uh, from our hard work. Like uh, you mentioned, like collections, the British Museum buying from Sahar Rabar, Queensland Museum buying from Sarah Rahbar. Anahita Rasmi doing biennials and triennials and God knows what, you know, uh, having a very, very solid um, commercial situation in the U.S., which is like one of the, uh, U.S. is a tough market, you know, but we, we still touch wood, we, we, we managed to survive that, you know. So all those things together come back to the first thing that you have to believe in what you do, you have to believe in your artist, and your artists have to work hard and the program. Once this is solid, I think the foundation of a gallery is, uh, is solid.
0: So this is really good to hear. And, and it's interesting. Well, I, I mean, I guess the lesson then is don't start off aggressive thinking commercially. Like, yes, have a good base of know what you're doing, know what you're representing, research who you want to you know believe in whatever message it is Mm -hmm. in this case it's you know you want to have this program and roster of artists and you believe in their work and you believe it's something that belongs and can be shared and in dialogue with other artists Mm -hmm. uh, happening in the region how much of that kind of belief or trying to find you've come in from abroad so you brought in artists here and my my question I think now that it's been ten years, you're mm-hmm. getting to your eleventh year, what about here? So artists off here, you know, have there been an engagement or trying to tap into that as well to make it part of your yes. your gallery and your mean, family of artists? Yeah,
1: in, in the past we did and we're still doing it, you know. So I think it's also like your local involvement, but local not like only directed to Emiratis, but local as a Local versus regional or international? That's right. I Because mean, like, yeah. I guess for listeners, yeah.
0: yeah, because here when people say local, sometimes they think it's... No, 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 I'm talking about local yeah, you as, are the, based, as, uh, as, as the UAE, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, or the region.
1: Yeah. Yes, we, we have had like artists based here and so on. But as long as an artist is not 100% committed to his or her profession, it is not going to work out. As easy as that. What does it mean? That means even if you are Emirati, Egyptian, Tunisian, Iranian, you name it, the so-called regional artists from the MENA that everybody is so hungry for. But guess what? Madam and sir, if you don't go to the fucking studio five days a week and you don't spend eight hours a day working, you will not be anything relevant ever in your life, okay? Okay. And this is the bad news. That's the first stage. Mm -hmm. The next stage is you're going to spend that amount of time in the studio. Plus, you have to go and sit in conferences. You have to go and show your face in biennials. You have to go. And you know what? Guess what? Contrary to what people think, it's not only the job of the gallery to promote an artist. An artist himself or herself has the duty to show themselves. You know, okay, don't talk. Don't sell your artworks. Very well understood. But this collaboration functions at 100% and efficiently only and only when both artists and galleries are working their ass off together. Those times are over. Like, I don't know, like, who has which kind of cliches that you just go in your studio and produce and produce and produce. I mean, I'm sure there are artists like this, you know. And then a gallery does the rest of the work. Yes, if your gallery is David Swerner, uh, is Hauser and Berwart with uh, sixty-five location around the planet. Yes, maybe, but guess what? Yeah, There's, yeah there is one. Yeah, there is hundred galleries like this in the world, yeah. and there is I don't know. I would say fifteen thousand probably amazing artists internationally. So you know what? We need to we need to also like reflect again on an international level to be able to also understand what is awaiting for us locally, like originally, you
0: know. So it is it's intense, it's non stop in terms of and like you are a small team, so you're not kinda you know the Gallery, which has you know branches everywhere. No, we can't, so and we don't want. I think you know, and yeah. and, and that's yeah. and that's great. And uh, and I was, I mean, earlier on, how we touched upon artists and what you expect from them. Because I was, one of my questions was, you know, what is your advice to artists, uh, especially who are starting out who don't have a gallery representation? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 is. What are they expected to do? Because I think, like you said, I think people and fine. Obviously, there is is a
1: huge misunderstanding. Yeah, I mean, make work,
0: but I always wonder people who, um, at least maybe lately, because you know, social media, right? So just showcasing things on social media and and one of my questions was and I think there was an article recently in NY uh, New York Times about uh, CJ Henry where she uh-huh. has you know Instagram and, and but she doesn't feel she's part of the art establishment because I think you know she doesn't have uh, obviously institutions or galleries buying her work and so I mean <laughs> you look know.
1: I think you always had I think it was the term used back then was outsider artist
0: All right, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think it still applies you still have those kind of artists and nobody says that they are bad also there are different ways of approaching Mm -hmm. somebody's practice Mm -hmm. and I think number one level of professionalism is to know who you are okay so you need to sit down and I know it's hard and it's you know it's so sexy to be an artist you know (laughs) it is you know it is I mean come on let's face it you know Uh, I mean I see it sometimes you know like it's a well young artists, you know, well known in their own scene and then suddenly people go to them and you can see it's like it's like going and shaking the hand off a of young Brad Pitt sometimes, you know. So of course it's very cool. But look, sit down honestly with yourself and determine who you are. Okay. That means what? Am I able to collaborate with people? Yes, no. If no, why? there are coaches out there you know there are professional people telling you by the way dude uh, or even sometimes professional in your own field saying by the way (laughs) if you don't want to answer to an email in five days in the business culture that means fuck you Mm. yeah that's how it is because everybody dispose of something called a smartphone this phone is not smarter than you the phone is as smart as as as, you, as you are, or you use it. You know, so what you do if you're very busy, you write them. By the way, thank you. We'll get back to you by two thousand thirty-five. It takes literally fifteen seconds. Okay, so learn how to be professional. You know, like uh, it's very simple. But above all, determine who you are. Okay, am I going to be an artist? Yes. Am I going to sit down and work my back off. Yes, because there is no other way around. Listen to that. You can't send an email to someone and declaring at the age of twenty even six or twenty-seven, hello, I am a acrylic abstract artist. Do you want to show my work? I mean it's back for you. I just delete it. I will look at the works, but I will look at the work the same amount of time you put into writing it. And it's probably, what, three minutes, four minutes, you know? So we look at the things, you know? So those are things that you need to sit down. And, and you know what? There is absolutely no way that a professional email where you're clearly asking a question doesn't get answered by someone out there, you know? So it's not like you're throwing a message in a bottle and hoping that somebody finds it in the middle of Pacific Ocean, you know? You write a uh, very professional email saying, Listen, dear gallery, so and so. I have this very clear question. I know on your website you're putting, We don't take unsolicited CVs, you know, but blah, blah, blah. You know what? Somebody's going to answer out there, you know? Like maybe I'm busy, maybe, I, uh, maybe Nadine is busy, maybe you're busy, maybe Vile is busy, maybe like all the people in the art scene, they're all working professionally, you know. So being an artist determines who you are first, and then what you're ready to do, and then approach people. And number one advice that very often artists means, you need to produce artworks.
0: And by that, you mean yeah. you, not just like one... I mean, you want, to, you want to see something that has ideas that have developed, that has taken time. Look, uh, because I think I've seen where look, yeah, they just do one thing or they do the same I thing. I
1: think Duchamp's and... genius mm-hmm. was the most poisonous gift to the mankind. Okay, <laughs> So from the day that this Pissoir came to existence, the entire planet including animals by accident, became artists, okay? Yeah, it's a fact. You you put uh, 20 canvas under the hand of a chimpanzee with a brush and color, eventually by accident one of them turns out to have a good composition. You know what I mean? Okay, so concept marvelous. Have your concept. But you know what? It's called fucking visual art. In the world, okay, bear my bad language, visual art there is visual and art you know (laughs) once you take away the visual from the art it becomes what literature journalism uh, what cinema no remember come with the concept create artwork and from the concept to the artwork there is a process this is all interesting this is all relevant this is all fascinating and above all you are under pressure by numbers so you need to show 100 artworks to me so, when I come and you sit where some collectors should be sitting, I said, My dear madam, I have 100 artworks from artists Paul Smith, and from those 100 artworks, 93 of them are great. Means what? Do you have a statistically 93% high quality artwork where there is concept, process, and end object? The end object might be a, a rope sculpture or whatever, something very. May Maybe very Artipover-esque, you know. But at the end of the day, you need these things. And on top of it, me as a gallery, I need to make sure that once you have done a show like here, you don't go on vacation till the next show. No, you go back even more motivated to your show, realizing that, oh, these two idiots, Nadine and Kurosh, are working their ass off for me. So that's my professional duty. Gaining this motivation, and I'm to going to earn money on top of it. That I go, I sit down, I reflect what is going to come next. You know, there is nothing worse. I'm I'm saying that to young artists, that artists who get a show, and they scratch <laughs> their balls for six months afterwards. This is the worst thing that can happen. You have to take the show in your mind, say goodbye to it. And go and build and develop your practice. If you do not work five days a week, you're not an artist.
0: No, and and that's valid. And I think because yes, what what is an artist? What what does it take to be an artist? It is a hard work. Even what to be an artist, right? What's the starting point? In a place like Dubai, how do you support yourself financially? You know how much time? You know you say you need to dedicate five days a week in your studio practice, but someone who doesn't have Income coming in, you know, how does one balance that? And and it's, it's it, hard. It's it's it's, it's, it's hard, hard, right? Yeah. So whether someone doing full time job and then part time uh, dedicated to being an artist.
1: I mean, I mean, look, that that's why I'm okay. For example, you you brought the the idea of outsider artist. I'm personally not a big believer, unless something accidental happens. Accidental could be. You inherited a house that you're selling and you can cover your, your expenses for a couple of years so you dedicate yourself to your practice. I don't really believe that you can really be a, like let's say, working in a bank and five days a week and being an artist on the weekend. I, I, I personally don't believe in that. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure there are great artists at there. but I think it's, um, that's why it's called a professional artist. That means you live from your profession. I am a professional gallerist. I have no money generated elsewhere except what I sell, you know what I mean? So I think the fact of being, and this is, this is the expression, the expression, we're turning this business professional. That means not anymore, amateur is not a hobby. And the funny thing about we being 10 years old, from day one, even though we had no idea about how the hell we're going to survive commercially, From day one, this gallery was a professional gallery. So there wasn't income from parents. There wasn't income from a second profession. There wasn't secondary market income. There was almost everything that was gathered to put into the gallery that stayed there and trying to survive this, you know. And the same thing applies to artists, you know. You need to be professional, you know. So it's kind of hard to... To tell someone that, okay, abandon your life and start it. But also at the same time, it, like I believe if you haven't started in your mid-20s or like let's say latest, early 30s, becoming an artist of those levels that we want to talk about, it's almost impossible. You know? it's, it's, it's sadly enough, I would compare that to professional sports you need to have enough practice and dedication and discipline uh in your in your soul in your habits you know in order to become an artist you know uh, back to the uh, initially before you started recording and we, we wanted to talk also about collecting the same thing applies to people who want to collect you know is how how the hell 10 years later there is no evolution is Same principle apply the same way everywhere. If you are a collector, that means you're going and seeing artworks. If you know nothing and you just sit down somewhere and expect during a dinner, somebody brings you epiphany about art. Again, art is not for you. Art is something that demands personal engagement. You know what I mean? And this is is something that that unfortunately is crippling the art scene internationally is we have the birth of, uh, of like, let's call them the social collectors that they only need or they get a hard-on only when they go to a dinner. And in order to make themselves important or interesting, this is where their love of contemporary art emerges. You know. And this is not how it
0: works. Yeah, the kind of the. So, just as we talked about kind of hobbyists or artists, you know, yeah, the hobbyist yeah. collectors. Yeah, totally. And, and with your time here, and I know we talked earlier where you spend time uh, the summers in Vienna where you're closer to your artists and closer to your collectors. And I thought, okay, wait, I'm, I want to interrogate this a bit more. What does that mean? Are, are your collectors based here or? Most you of you them know are what?
1: I, I must say one thing. I mean, with time, we learned. <laughs> a very I mean we have learned a very precious lesson that it feels like the grass is always greener on the other side (laughs) this is the feeling everybody has you know and you know what and I learned that the hard way you know like I went arrogantly to to my best-selling artist show in one of the biggest capitals of contemporary art thinking like this artist of mine, if he has a waiting list with me, just imagine how good he will do in that place. Mm-hmm. And really, I went forward thinking I'm going to help my colleagues who's showing my artist, and I'm going to make sales for her, you know, or for him, you know. And guess what? The same <laughs> sad openings that we might have in Dubai or in Vienna or in Paris or in uh, Lisbon or in New York or in Los Angeles, this can happen Anywhere in the world, you know. So, coming back to your question, yeah, we're very lucky. Like, we have a kind of a emergence of a new breed of collectors who are not only socially active, but they're also reading. They're going to biennials and so on. And one thing that I'm super thankful for, like, we are getting in Dubai rid of all the trash that was here since 10 years, you know all those bullshit collectors who would spend 15,000 dirham a week on restaurants like Zuma and La Maison, they're getting the fuck out of here and being replaced by those younger collectors who are intelligent, who are educated, who want to learn, you know. Because, again, if you want to socialize and use contemporary art as a platform to get laid or to put your name out there, I'm sorry, this is disgusting. Because at the end of the day, ten years later, you still have those idiots who think you discovered an artist because you bought five artworks from the artist. you know what I mean so it's a good riddance. so luckily, Dubai is getting rid of the I think the last of them are are soon pissing off from here, you know so so this is a good thing, and they're being replaced by a younger audience, more intelligent and Understanding how things work, you know. Remember one thing, you know. Like there is a there is a Saint Trinity of patron gallery artist.
0: You take oh look. You, well, yeah. I'm touching your iPad, <laughs> your your tripod.
1: If if I remove this, this is going to collapse, you know. So you as a as a patron, you have to understand that if I do not make a sale, my artist will not produce. And funnily enough, this is also being slowly understood at the highest level. Those blue chip galleries, if they continue, you know you know the expression, go big or go home, right? If this keeps on going, guess what? You went very big, but who are going to be your artists? Yeah. You're going to run out of artists. You know what I mean? So it's very important that this tripod uh, remains, uh, I sound like my dad now, <laughs> talking about <laughs> the this tripod. Yeah, age. yeah, no, 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 it's still not there, you know? Uh, but, but this, uh, this uh, same trinity of uh, patrons, uh, artist and collector, has to remain in a very healthy way. That means uh, there, is, uh, there is an exchange between artist and the patron through learning. There is an exchange between gallery and patron also through learning, commercial exchange. But this exchange is much lesser in terms of knowledge. And the relationship between gallery and artist is like key. So this triangle that has arrows in every every side, if this synergy between these three doesn't exist, you know, then we're fucked. You know what It's I
0: mean? a lot, yeah. I mean, and I was going to ask you about the role of the art fair because that's another uh, platform, I guess, mm-hmm. where you can showcase, you know, your gallery and your artist. And... And I mean, you also talked about these parasites, and there's been a cleansing of, uh, you know, the pseudo collectors, and you're seeing now young collectors who are serious mm-hmm. about it, and and maybe that explains why I've slightly disengaged from the art scene is because of the parasites, right? So I love art, sure, but it's sure. it's the people that but really listen, people we, we
1: really are, it. you know, like these three elements are all very important. Yeah. You know, if I if I if I misbehave, you don't want to come to my gallery, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that means my artist is going to pay for it. Yeah. If, if there is no buzz in my gallery because of my lack of professionalism,
0: That's the collectors, yeah, the whole thing
1: would collapse. Yeah. So these three elements are very important. And if my artist comes and starts a brawl at every <laughs> opening, uh, you're also going to think twice before you attend. The, you know what I'm I mean? I
0: turn up for that opening.
1: Ah, well, <laughs> well who knows that there won't be a brawl right now. <laughs> no but 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 in all serious you know so so it is a kind of a uh, kind of we we go back to the essence of the art scene is gro- growing also internationally yeah it's so much competition there is so much out there so much yeah. good galleries and so on it is rough but but look we also have different platforms you mentioned for example instagram you know like Uh, things are so well done. You can send, I can send your portfolio within five minutes where you can really engage and see the artworks at the best I mean, Of course, it would never replace seeing them in person, you know. So there is a lot happening there for the good of the art scene, but also, like, we need to sit back and also reflect a little bit, you know.
0: And I think that's important for, like, for everyone, right? For There's everyone. always, you know, like, everyone's it's, hustling. It's important for not, the IT business. It's, it's important FD, for
1: yeah, uh, F&B. is for all of them. And, and for example, like, uh, the fact that we come to 200 art fairs a yeah, year. Yeah, that's... I uh, mean, this is sounds, really bizarre. Because, you know? yeah,
0: how do you stretch yourself out? How do you pick and choose? How do you... Is It, it just becomes, I think... Over, it's just exhausting for gallerists. For everyone. Or, you know, people for, running, for people yeah. going to galleries. Be- because,
1: look, because, look, I mean, okay, first of all, let's talk about sustainability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, that's... So, so what is the role of a commercial gallery? Very easy. Commercial gallery. I'm here to sell art. In order to sell art, I have to have the best shows. In order to have the best shows, I have to have the best artists. And in order to have the best artist, that means those artists have to produce the best artworks. You know? And the experience taught us we were lucky, the audience creates itself. If you have been lucky enough to be the director of a huge gallery in your past and you open a gallery, so you already come with your network forward. So your beginning work, your first seven years, it's not going to be as hard as the first seven years of Kurush and Nadine, you know. Good for you. So this is the gallery. Then what's the commercial? What's an art fair? An art fair is a platform over 90% responsibility of an art fair to make sure artworks are sold. So I still do not understand. In 2019, some art fairs blatantly in your face bullshitting you saying, Yeah, but you know what? Uh, The first two, three years you might not sell. What does it mean? Just window
0: dressing, like just showcase them. Yeah, so so
1: basically that means what? The first two, three years I'm going to pay your salary, you useless individual who shouldn't be occupying any work in this planet and I'm paying your salary and I'm taking away from my
0: time, time, money, risk, you know.
1: for art fair is going wrong.
0: Just to have them running for two, three years. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's not okay.
1: (laughs) So I think this is where the reflection comes is like, no city in this planet can absorb seven art fairs. We have been taught, oh my God, oh I'm so lucky I've been accepted in Art Cologne. You know? They put you in a corner behind a fucking column and you're going to go back home 12,000 without, euro poorer. Without uh, selling anything. Without selling And that's not okay. This is a form of fraud. You know, So an art fair is not a real estate situation. An art fair is a platform to allow a gallery to come back home having met collectors who spend money on the art. You know? The rest is bullshit and fraud, you know. And unfortunately, this system, they, those art fairs got lucky because something went through the head of a lot of galleries. Ah, yeah, but we don't get accepted here and there, you know. Okay, an art fair doesn't want you do you don't go there, as easy as that. But pick and choose. Do not become victim of a real estate scam, Please, that's my advice on it. And the fact that those art fairs are flourishing because they find out that there will be a couple of innocent, naive people who are going okay. to pay their salaries, you know. And guess what? Every city, the municipality in rich cities, they will, they will help them. Help, yeah, they'll, because it's going to bring And listen, you want to see economy for a city? If you have a art fair with 200 exhibitors... You have probably 70 to 100 galleries needing hotel rooms, mm. money for the hotels. Mm. These guys are going to buy food. They're going to buy drinks. They're going to spend money on shopping, etc. You know the economy you create for that? You know? So what? I'm in charge of making the city of Vienna richer? Or you as a galleries, are in charge to make the city of Chicago richer? Or the city of, I don't know, uh, Kamchatkaia or Baku or whatever you call it, you know? This is not okay, you know. And this is things that we have to be very careful because at the end of the day, we come down to the same triangle. If the gallery goes bust, you lose a leg and your table will fall. And the first victim above all are the poor artists because then good luck at the age of 40 losing your mother gallery yeah what happens yeah, you are literally orphan, you know like it's the worst thing sometimes you see it like galleries being pushed to the limit, they go bust, they can't take it anymore. there is a lot of burnout happening, and then these poor artists at the age of forty and above it's even worse, you know like oh damn, you know, so you know what it's very important we take care of this triangle we we kind of survive like back to your survival of the fittest you know this 11 years you know like we're super grateful we're super excited to tackle the next 10 you know but at the same time we saw amazing things like thank god much more amazing things that we saw shitty things you know we have seen incredible artists and artworks and shows and and biennials and triennials and everything you know and we have seen lesser good things, and we have seen really bad things. You know, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's a privilege. Again, as a human being, to be able to uh, to to exercise what you're good at, and at the same time, to hand in hand, move on with your artist and do great projects. You know.
0: And in a, do you, is there room for more galleries in Dubai?
1: You know what, yes, no, maybe, never <laughs>
0: that's an <laughs> opaque answer <laughs> yeah no, no that's that's very
1: opaque look, look again, I mean let's look back at the past ten years, mm. you know galleries opened, survive galleries opened and closed, galleries opened, and we realize it's full of shit people just uh wanting to create an occupational therapy, you know and and look the sad part okay the great part about our business is the fact that these artists incredible artworks you know those conversations you know like it's really things that matter you know but the dark side of our business is whoever assholes who can pay their rent will survive as sad that's as it is a, that's kind yeah. of
0: like the underlying yeah uh, that's very like sad basic, uh... so
1: all you need to do is to be determined to waste money and your own time but lie to yourself that oh you are an art dealer or a gallerist or whatever you want to call yourself you know? and as long as you pay the bill you keep on being a gallerist mm-hmm. and sadly we still have examples not only in Dubai we have them in New York we have them in every city in this planet you know? so the dark side of the gallery business which makes it opaque is people who do that as occupational therapy Look, I wasn't the gallerist before neither but Nadine wasn't neither a gallerist nor we worked in a gallery you know so we committed to ourselves at 150% to our commission uh, to, to our profession you know and we did it you know so I'm not saying like you have to come from a dynasty of galleries and art dealers in order in order to be there you know but at the same time you know like If your dad or yourself or your mom or your husband or your wife or whoever is behind you and they want to just throw a check at you and make you play something, like basically a sandbox for the sake of it. As a gallerist, you take on that fucking boat a group of innocent artists who are going to pay the price, who are going to be underrepresented or misrepresented and in some cases, you give room to artists who should not be artists, you know. So let's go and, I mean, look, you're going to think like I'm a complete uh, uh, activist. And uh, no, I'm not, you know, but in a greater picture, as a gallerist, you're the guardian of contemporary art at your own circle of influence, you know. So if, if I'm around since 11 years, I have created a circle of influence a uh, circle where my opinion counts and is being listened to. is my professional um, reputation, you know. So in my, within my professional reputation, I can tell you, I'm sorry. You have no place in my gallery as an artist, you know. But because I'm... Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I'd rather people being blunt about it. Yeah. <laughs> then uh... because I'm
1: doing that as an occupational therapy, yeah, and right. I don't give a shit, I find you charming. I love yeah. having a conversation. But <laughs> guess what? Next week, I give you a show. So, I make out of you a fake artist. You take the place of a genuinely deserving artist. And the two of us, we're talking about this bullshit occupational therapy galleries, you know, galleries. And we take room, sound, we exhaust people in our art scene. So, yes, the dark side of the contemporary art scene is, I mean, that there are a
0: lot of, uh, you know, I mean, or pseudo, pseudo-gallerists and yeah. pseudo-artists.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? Sadly, something that you don't want to hear, neither I want to talk about it, but I think we're talking about serious percentages. Huh? It's not one digit. No, And it's true. in the upper two digits, you know. So, thank God we're not at 90%. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well.
0: So, is I mean, and again... I, like I always try to bring it back into context of uh, Dubai uh, and you know you are like so in El Circle Avenue it's now got built its reputation you know you're gonna expect some of the best galleries and some of the best artworks mm-hmm. uh, within that district right and is but now what happens about galleries how do they survive who are outside this circle that has, uh, has built a reputation that has the support that's got the PR that's got kind of maybe a, okay. a lot more international recognition let
1: me be mean yeah yeah <laughs> go ahead it's, it's going to sound mean but at the same time it's a professional it's a professional opinion based on facts yeah okay who are in Alstakal Avenue the best galleries in the region period and who are not in Cal Avenue the ones who didn't make it and we're not talking about the survival of the fittest you know uh, it's, a. It's again, it's my personal, professional opinion, you know. Uh, look, take the example of the six top galleries in Dubai, which happen to be in El Zakat, okay? I'm not going to cite them, but that's, again, that's my professional opinion. No? So, we all do international art fairs. We all really represent. We all have properly functioning spaces. We don't include, I mean, we're not art shops we're not hotels we're not restaurants you know we don't do uh, events in our gallery for brands you you know you know what I mean we are dedicated professional commercial gallery spirit so within having said that we can look at our neighbors Iran is under incredible political financial pressure social pressure etc so not a good example the rest is too small Saudi it is what it is Iraq it is what it is uh, Oman uh, uh, Qatar etc You know. so at the end of the and even Pakistan and India they have their own ecosystem which is very different from here You know. so now the conversation is very very interesting and very relevant what you're saying like al Sarkal and there is a PR machine but in order to have a PR machine you have to have content if I have nothing to say I'm not going to hold you here for over an hour. You know what I mean? So if the content is not there with the biggest PR machine, you cannot go for Look at the DAFC. The AFC galleries, done, finished. Because there wasn't content, you know. And the DAFC has the best restaurants in the planet. Zuma is one of the best restaurants in this planet. There are people flying to Dubai just to go and eat in fucking Zuma. I mean, okay? So if that doesn't attract people, does al have Zuma? No. al has content.
0: Yeah, so it's just you know become, what I, mean? I think, yeah, I mean, with DRC, it's been an interesting example where it started off where like, oh, it's this is exciting kind of new area and it's great architecture and galleries and mm-hmm. it's sustained itself for a bit and then it yeah. fizzled. And what was, is it, what was the reason? Is it just the actual no, caliber of galleries that were there?
1: No, I think I think it's, it's, it's okay, first of all, like, I think if you want to run, I mean, again, my professional opinion, you want to run a proper gallery, you wouldn't go and pay those rents in those structures. The structures are not made for galleries. You know what I mean? Those are not, these are white cubes that you can model and build. You have loading bays, you know, you have places for a large truck. So this is a real gallery district, you know. Of course, it's very charming to have also kind of a, window where you just create a semi uh, like what a three walls like a mini white cube you know but okay first of all that and then w- what my profession becomes warming up people before they go to Zuma or they walk a out stop of by. yeah you know <laughs> what I mean or or I people stand in front of my window drunk after Zuma or like Th- this is not this is not what a gallery aspires at them the same way I mean Having a gallery in front of a strip club is not <laughs> the most <laughs> appropriate place, maybe for a gallery. Yeah, yeah, no, it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it could it could be be interesting. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and other, and other, other parallel <laughs> activity. No, but but seriously, mm. so it's it's you you don't you don't compare shops to galleries, no. And and I think what really is being mm. slowly understood there is a difference between uh, art shop. And there is a difference between gallery, gallery yeah. and there is a difference between a, um, an art dealer. Yeah. So we are galleries, means what we represent, the contemporary practice of a group of artists. You know, we evolve, we, we work with these artists. For me, when you come here as a collector, I have absolutely no interest in selling you a particular artwork, because I don't own it. But for me is to make sure that you buy the most appropriate artwork at this time for your knowledge and for your collection strategy and make sure you become the guardian of that artwork so that later in 20, 30 years, hopefully, or even shorter times, I tell you, by the way, uh, hey, Han, how are you you in Dubai? Yes. Can I borrow this artwork? Because the artist has a show in Sharjah Art Foundation, for example, you know so you see this is our vision it's not just about making a cell you know? so it's about making the optimized cell for the artist for the gallery and for you, you know, for the collector again we come back to this triangle you know? so this triangle did not exist in, uh, in, in the AFC. so it collapsed why? because look at the end of the day you want to be a proper contemporary art collector it's not WhatsApp that's going to be your only tool or Instagram you need to sit down it's a little reading. fashion pe- people yes. person to you know, you know what yeah, you need to talk but... you need to research I understand not everybody can travel around the world you can use your your computer but like really how large is the screen of the largest telephone in this planet you want to tell me you want to buy painting based on that <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean yeah. so this this is this is the the, the fundamental problem and challenge that Yes, we're over-solicited. Back in the days, there were, what, maybe 3,000 incredible artists? And the rest that we didn't know about because we couldn't travel that much. Now, guess what? There's probably 15,000. There was, uh, what, 60 art fairs or 45 art fairs. Now, there are 200 of them. There were 3,000 galleries worldwide. Now, there's probably 8,000 galleries, you know. You know, so things have changed. The technology is bringing us closer, but at the same time, you know, the challenge is to make sure the artists are properly represented, whatever that means, you know, or whatever that carries.
0: So yeah, I mean, uh, I guess to wrap it up, because uh, I feel I've taken a lot of your time, and With thanks pleasure. for being. You know, uh, I appreciate this honest uh, discussion da uh, yet you know. Learnings, like li- as in life, you know, you learn from things and experience, and you know, if you become wiser, that's a good thing. <laughs> if if you're not, and at least we,
1: at least we think we're wiser. I don't know if we are. Yeah. But, no, but yeah. I think it's
0: part of the city as well, where things have changed. Where yeah. yes, maybe yeah, ten years ago it was this kind of like, hey, art was this, you know, like a market, right? It's just this. It was a toy. It's a party town. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It hey, was a toy. Come and buy, yeah. and you yeah. know, and 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 it's taken a bit of uh, time for like. A level of maturity or seriousness or professionalism to seep in and who is still around are the ones I think that were, you know, it shows who's still around are the people who put in the work and the effort and the time, be it galleries, be yeah. it artists, be I mean, it collectors. Look, right? having, having said that,
1: I'm sure there are great galleries who have all the reason to exist who close now, not only in Dubai, but internationally. You know? yeah. This can happen to anyone, you know, but yeah, you're, you're essentially right. We went from a kind of a, toy period where ah, let's go and bid yeah, to yeah. oh there is an art market to a period of uh, I, I think this gallery era that following the auction era and the art fair era it's a it's a good era because we're having a kind of a comeback to this era of the galleries the only problem is they start to be a lot of power shifts some galleries are becoming way too big, way too crazy in the sense that uh, it doesn't make any more sense. Like, it's not even in the same industry, you know? Like, sadly enough, as as much as I respect the artists who work with Hauser and Wirth, I don't think Hauser and Wirth and Carbon 12 are in the same industry.
0: No, yeah, it's completely different. You,
1: you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's very sad because because normally, we should aspire to become a big gallery with a larger team to do more for our artists and uh, the artists reaching levels that, that they need to reach like in their practice, you know. But so you see there is a complete seizure between like this... The big... Uh, like let's say I think there were 50 of them or even probably big, less. Mm-hmm. Those 50 of them and the rest and this seizure can create a very bad uh, long-term effect on the artist. You know? So just imagine how dramatic it is if tomorrow, I mean, God forbid it will not happen, you know, but an artist like Sarah rapper has to quit producing art for financial reason and goes and becomes a clerk somewhere. You know what I mean? This is a tragedy. This is a true tragedy. Or how dramatic it is, like, Great dealers uh, go and do something else, you know what I mean? So those are the tragedies that we should avoid, avoid in the future because, look, at the end of the day, the, the, the people paying their prices are the people that we all pretend, I mean, we do love our artists and we respect them and we do everything for them, but the rest of the art is pretending to be behind the artists and so on, you know, you know what, guess what? The proof is in the pie. Uh, yeah. If you're really behind those artists, then, show uh, it. Then,
0: yeah, yeah, show up, show it. Uh, show
1: up, show <laughs> it, read it, write it, uh, eat it, swallow it, you know, whatever it takes, you know. Because look, at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it still stays very personal. That
0: so I think it's commitment, it's oh, commitment yeah. from all angles. That's kind of what professional it, uh, commitment, you know, yeah. will lead to the fruits of everyone's uh, labor and, you know, time. And effort. Thank you so much, <laughs> Bruce. Thanks you're, a lot. You're fun to talk to. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more discussions about art and culture, please follow Tea with Culture on Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud or any other podcast app you may be using. Please subscribe, like us, leave a comment. We'd like to hear from you. You can also follow Tea Culture on Twitter and Instagram. Till next time.